Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Opera After Dark. Today we're going to take apart and examine the plot synopsis of one of Mozart's early, early operas, La Finta Giardiniera, which sort of translates to the like pretend garden girl, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, he wrote it when he was 18. That's right. We're ah. not going to talk about the wine because we're still pretty drunk on the Prosecco that we had earlier, slash beer, slash cider. Today's been a real smorgasbord. A smorgasbord mm-hmm. of boozes. Booze, food, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, um, what everybody wants to hear. So, why, I... Why are we talking about this? What is the... Well, really what inspired this episode is that Elspeth and I both know and absolutely adore a version of this that was mm-hmm. produced in 2006 at the Salzburg Festival, huh. where the whole opera takes place inside a hardware store. It's like an, <laughs> an Austrian Home Depot. It is amazing, and we're probably going to reference it several times. Probably. Um, yeah. You should look it up on, because I think there are clips on YouTube. The mm-hmm. singing is out of this world stellar, and everybody does commit to the theme, but it does make no sense. That's great. Yep. Well, people won't have to look very hard because they can go to operaafterdark.com. Right. We'll link to whatever we, we can them. find. Mm-hmm. Wait, so, t- tell me, translate the title one more time. The, the Pretend, pretend Garden, Garden Girl. girl. <laughs> the basic plot is there's this... So odd. There's this countess, right? Uh-huh. Where, where, where in the Mozart output are we? He's 18 when he wrote this. Oh, 18, you said this. And it actually... <laughs> I just need to listen. It premieres in Munich uh-huh. and... Weirdly, like he originally wrote it in Italian with full on recitative and mm-hmm. arias, so there's no like spoken dialogue. And then he later converted it into like a German Zingspiel style and translated it. So the title in German is Die Gartnerin aus Liebe. Hmm. And then somehow the Italian version got lost. And oh. so the only way we knew about this opera was the German Zingspiel version. So people thought for a long time that that's all that Mozart wrote. And then in oh. 1970, some wow. like musicologist discovered the original like Italian found version. Found it in an attic. Yes. Na- Naomi, <laughs> Naomi, when are you going to make one of these discoveries? Maybe. Find something in an attic, Naomi. Honestly, like I hear so many Heavens. great stories. Like one of my professors told me about how her friend like smuggled out a Josquin discovery from a monastery. Whoa. Um, Another person, like, discovered an unknown Mozart aria in some bizarro library in Nova Scotia. There's all kinds of weird things that people discover. I think you just need to do... You gotta find something. An unknown Mozart opera. If you do enough, like, trolling around Europe and just, like, digging through random places... You're bound to trip over something. You gotta find something. It may not be Mozart, Well, if anyone out there wants to fund a Naomi Baratera (laughs) goes on a musicological expedition campaign, (laughs) I will... Happily, it'll be kind of like take a your sponsorship national treasure, like Indian. Oh, I was gonna say Indiana Jones, but yes, okay. Only it'll be Naomi Baratera and the musicologist. I will, Naomi I will happily root around the random in attics. Composition. Yeah, I will root around in attics and monasteries and libraries and. I think that sounds like fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. But, can I? Well, can I say on the subject of the recitative? Mm-hmm. versus the spoken dialogue. Yes. I'm not sure why, but that like secco recitative, meaning dry recitative, where it's mm-hmm. like 
play the chord. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Hate it. Really? Hate it. You prefer dialogue? I much prefer dialogue. I don't like it. Mm -mm. It's weird. It's hard to explain. With. Especially when the dialogue is in a different language and I don't even understand. Don't like it. I will say, though, you really need a really good harpsichord player or keyboard player. Like, if the keyboard player is bad, because in the actual score, they're not given the full chord yeah. or elaboration. They're just given figured bass that they have to realize mm -hmm. and make real on the spot. And I feel like when you have a really stellar harpsichord player they can improvise the most amazing mm -hmm. accompaniment for Seiko Recitative. But if you have a horrible harpsichord player, then it's really boring. I also just don't really like harpsichord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a party foul? Come on, it's like a crappy version of a piano. It is not. It is. No. Bling, 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 bling. Ding, 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 ding. We, it's should, like, we should move on. It's like the banjo of keyboard instruments. It is not. The banjo is a storied and glorious instrument. <laughs> it's like, let me get out my harpsichord. Kyle is getting corks and other paraphernalia thrown at I'm him. I'm just being honest. Anyway, Pita Jardiniera. I guarantee there are people listening to this that are like, yes. By get that Wolfgang. <laughs> Amadeus Mozart. Get that harpsichord out of my ears. When he was I don't 18. Want it. That part's impressive. Harpsichord, not so much. Mm. So please, please, somebody comment on something having to do with this episode and tell I me. I swear to God. And tell me if anybody hate, says anything immoral. Hate the harpsichord with a fiery, burning passion. I'm not giving your corpse. You can throw right, it at me. So, the Finta Jardiniera. There are six characters, and you would think not so bad, <laughs> but. In so, a hardware store. In a, in a hardware store. Um, so the basic premise is there's this countess. Yes. She is the Marchioness Violante Onesti. Super and hot. She, sure. Yep, sure. Super hot. <laughs> she, she gets married to this count who she loves very, very much. Mm -hmm. However, his there name, is an incident. Go ahead. His name is Count Belfiore. Belfiore. So essentially translating to beautiful flower. Beautiful flower. <laughs> That's nice. Um, there is an incident... <laughs> That happens where he attempts to kill her in Ooh. a fit of rage. In a fit of rage, and he thinks that he actually succeeds, but he doesn't. So she uses that to flee to this uh, little town called Lago, Ner uh, Lago Negro, um, Black Lake. which means Black Lake, which is an actual place in Italy. It's in Tuscany. I imagine oh. it is gorgeous. 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 Um, and it is run by the mayor of the town, the Il Podesta. Mm -hmm. um, who takes one look at her and is like, mm, girl, you're so hot. Um, <laughs> Just like that. So she... That's a direct line from the It's a direct translation from the Italian. <laughs> Only he's a baritone. He's a tenor. Oh, he is? He's oh, a, tenor. Oh, a lot nice. of tenors in this. Um, Actually, there's only one non-tenor male role in this. Excellent. It's like a baritone bass, like a young bass. And okay. um, it's... Roberto slash Nardo. We'll get to that. Oh. And it's certainly like it's young adult teenager. He's not like an old man. Right. Can I ask? Roberto slash Nardo is um, the Countess's servant. He flees with, with her. Oh. Not in a romantic way. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> he, he has the hots for someone else. He has the hots for someone else. That he ah. meets in Lagonero. Who, who then has the hots for the marriage. Like, it, it's going to get real complicated yeah. real fast. So can I ask really quick what yeah. Mozart had against counts? 
It's not no. putting anything against counts. It's just that, like, this really does follow, especially this one follows classic opera buffa conventions of the time, where it's, uh. like, super convoluted, mistaken identity, interwoven, situational comedy gotcha. type thing. So Classic sitcom. I mean, like, he's 18, so he's just... Riding the trend. He's really obsessed with poop, you know. That's true. (laughs) So uh, the countess who is going by Sandrina. Yes. Right? That is her fake name. Um, So she's working in this town as, you know. She works at the Podesta's estate. As a gardener. Mm -hmm. As the garden girl. Ah, the fake garden girl. The fake garden girl. The pretend garden girl. Um, And Naomi, correct me if I'm wrong, she turns around one day and she sees Belfiore because he's there because Uh he is marrying somebody else. Oh. Yeah, so, so... Belfiore thinks that he has successfully killed his wife. His wife, mm, yep. Nice. And but oh, he actually nice. tries to like hide this, and so this becomes problematic for him later. Uh-huh. And he becomes engaged to the Podesta's niece, Arminda. Arminda. Okay. So why don't we why don't we start from the beginning? Because all of this is gonna get super convoluted. It I is, yeah. I would ready. like to play um right after the overture, the very first thing we get out of the gate. Um, it is a sec. It's a sextet mm-hmm. called Che Lieto Giorno, which means Oh Happy Day. Um, oh Happy Day. Oh Happy Day. Oh Happy Day. Oh Happy Day. So, um, <laughs> when but, you kill your wife. <laughs> but in fact, you know, nobody is happy. And he uses the sextet to sort of introduce every individual character, and they sing about their own issues. But we're going to play a little bit of that because it literally is my favorite music from this opera. It's always in the first five minutes for you, Elspeth. It always is. the first five minutes for me. So this is after the overture, the first thing we hear out of the gate, and I love it. We have that big opening sequence, and it introduces all the characters. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the countess, now known as Sandrina, who's working as a gardener, and mm-hmm. she's very sad about her fate. You know, she married a dude, and he tried wait, to wait, kill wait. her. 
Just so at the start of the opera, the trying to kill her has already happened. Already happened. happened. Oh. So actually, in the Salzburg production, they do a good job of explaining this because they use the overture to do like a pantomime of the whole backstory. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. It sounds like a really fun like old movie where people are like miming, killing. You know. Yep. Like, yep. Essentially, they use like dancers and yeah. yeah. And then people yeah. like run, running, you know, all kissing. Yep. Yeah. That's oh, exactly man. what it's like. So oh, she's working geez. as a gardener. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Il Podesta, the mayor, who is deeply in. In lust with her. He has huge hearts for Sandrina. He's huge As hearts he for Sandrina. Should. There's his niece Arminda, who is marrying Belfiore, who is Sandrina's still husband. Yes. There is another guy named Ramiro, who is played by Mezzo Soprano, who is in love with um, Arminda. Arminda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so we I have call him like the emo castrati role because the emo uh, carabino role. The I was going to say carabino. he's like carabino. Yep. Yeah, it, because literally every time he comes on stage, he's like, "Whoa, is me? Yep. She left me." Um, and <laughs> then there's Nardo, mm-hmm. who is Sandrina's servant, who left with her, who is desperately in love with another woman named Serpetta, who's who like is a maid at the a estate. maid at the estate and has well, the wait, hot. Let me guess. Serpetta is kind of like evil. Or like no, she's just no, sassy. No, no. She's sassy, but she has the hots for the mayor because if she marries him, he will elevate her status. Yeah. So that's the situation when it starts. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So after they sing this large ensemble number, ensemble number to kick everything off, uh, Sandrina is then like lamenting the fact that the Podesta is constantly. Trying to sexually like, harassing her, basically, yes. And then Fair. Nardo is frustrated because Zerpetta keeps teasing him, but she refuses to legitimately return his affections. Mm-hmm. And then Ramiro comes on stage. He is super bitter because Arminda has tossed him aside for Count Belfiore. Mm-hmm. Just and so you know, all of these names are direct from a Baratera wedding. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> <laughs> Baratera family reunion. Mm-hmm. I do not have Nardo. <laughs> What's up? Nardo. <laughs> it's like that West would be story more here. plausible. I sadly do not have a cousin by the name of Serpetta. That would be great. But that would be awesome. I do not. <laughs> All right. So Ramiro is bitter. And then uh, Serpetta becomes angry at Sandrina. Basically, she's jealous because Sandrina is pulling the affections of the, the mayor, mayor, the Podesta, yep. towards her or away from her. This is already getting confusing. Okay. I'm with you, though. I'm with so you. So the Podesta attempts to console Emo Ramiro <laughs> because Emo Ramiro is just constantly lamenting the fact that Arminda has left him. Mm-hmm. And then... When the Podesta is alone on stage with Sandrina, he confesses his love for her in this really over-the-top way. And Sandrina is politely refusing him, but Serpetta interrupts to try and foist herself upon the Podesta, the mayor, unsuccessfully. Okay. All right. So then uh, Count Belfiore arrives on the scene, and as soon as he sees Arminda, the niece of the mayor, and his new betrothed, he's, like, completely swept away by her beauty. Mm-hmm. Um and Arminda is very quick to let him know that, you know, she's interested, but if he ever double-crosses her, she will kill him. Aye. She's like, you don't mess with me. So the Count then tries to basically make himself sound as good as possible to impress Arminda. And he says that he claims he's a descendant of Scipio, Cato, and Marcus, ancient Greek-Italians. Oh. And oh. Scipio. I, I feel like somebody's called Scipio in Gladiator. And then... 
This is entirely possible. I think so. Yeah. And then the Podesta, the mayor, basically says, I don't care who you are as long as you marry my niece. Ah. So then, next scene, this is the end of Act 1, Arminda sees Sandrina in the garden, and she's excited and mentions her engagement to Belfiore. Sandrina is stunned because she knows that she's still married to him, Mm -hmm. even though he doesn't know she's still alive, and she faints. (laughs) And then, uh, when the Count arrives, Arminda rushes off to get Sandrina smelling salts and to revive her. And then Belfiore is shocked because he looks at her and he's like, huh, that girl looks a lot like my dead <laughs> my wife. Dead wife. Uh, my wife and that I murdered. Probably just a guilty conscience, right? right? Do we know why he murdered her? No, that is never explained. Okay. Yeah. So then... I just asked him. I don't know. <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> That's why. Arminda returns, who bursts on the scene, but Emo Ramiro, again, <laughs> lamenting his fate and Shut trying to win up, her back. Ramiro. And then so uh, the Podesta enters. He demands an explanation of what's going on. And Sandrina decides she's not going to reveal her identity. But Arminda suspects that something is up and not everyone's telling the truth. And then... In a weird twist of fate, the Podesta turns to Serpetta, who arrives, and he's like, this is all your fault. And <laughs> and that's basically how, and she gets upset because he's accusing her. And I'm that's just, how act one ends. I told out, you, super convoluted. I know. I'm going to go out and say that this could end up being a highly listened to episode just because people will listen to it. and it'll em- So many times. Immediately have to go back to just to actually get it. All right. Are we ready for act two? Yes. Ramiro comes in. He opens things up. Emo Ramiro. Emo Ramiro. I've I've gathered that, at least. So he starts the whole thing off by basically chastising Arminda for her unfaithfulness to him and leaving him. Mm -hmm. She refuses to listen. She basically says, I will get my revenge on you, emo, creepo, former suitor, and leaves. And then... Belfiore enters and he's like muttering to himself because he's convinced that he has found or he's convinced that Sandrina is Violanta, his mm-hmm. former wife, but he's like perplexed, like, how can this be? I feel like I killed her and how can she be here? <laughs> I'm right. pretty sure. Pretty sure I killed her. Pretty sure. And then Viol- or Sandrina arrives and she ends up in a conversation with Belfiore and she basically asks, so why did you stab your wife and desert her? Good question. And Belfiore is surprised. Really? He's surprised? He's surprised <laughs> by the fact that she knows this oh, and it how like dare you? further cements the belief that Sandrina is Violanta, but then she basically like concocts some ridiculous story that she was with the Marchioness when she died and these were her dying words. Um, so anyway... To try and calm her down, he serenades her. And then the Podesta interrupts them. And then Belfiore is actually, like, so enraptured in his serenading that he, like, reaches out to grab Sandrina's hand. And instead of grabbing Sandrina's hand, he grabs the Podesta's hand. And then he's, like, super embarrassed and then runs off stage. If he ends up, if Sandrina ends up being back with the Count, I'm going to be... A little bit annoyed. Hold on, hold on. Oh, no. So, she loves him. So, at this point, now Sandrina and the Podesta are alone on stage. And the Podesta is again, like... Sexually harassing her. Sexually harassing her, trying to woo her. Mm -hmm. And Ramiro interrupts. 
he has arrived. Emo Ramiro has, in this time, <laughs> since he entered five minutes ago, he's now back. He's been all the way to Milan and come back with news <laughs> that Count Belfiore is suspected of murder of his wife. Uh, and yeah. so then the Podesta summons Belfiore for questioning. And although he's really baffled, like he kind of sort of implicates himself. And then Sandrina reveals that she is Violanta to break up the confusion. So she, you know, like disposes of his kind of. disguise. Let's pause for one second and just say that she still loves him. God. Even though he tried How to kill her. How could you love her? someone tried to kill you? He tried to stab her. And she was just like, mm, I can't quit you. Yeah. Why can't I quit you? So then at this point, oh, no. the Count once again... Like, tries to kill her? No, tries to... Oh, yeah. The Count approaches Sandrina. Oh, yeah. Murder again. Yeah, trying to, like, make amends with her, and she denies him. <laughs> she claims to have pretended to be the Marchioness to save him, so now she's, like, trying to cover herself up again. Because she's like, why did I do that? Why did I reveal myself? Why did you? I don't know. Uh-huh. And then no. Serpetta arrives and tells the Podesta, tells the Podesta, Nardo, and Ramiro, who are all on stage at this point, that Sandrina has run away. When in fact, she's actually been abducted by Arminda and Serpetta. And so the Podesta organizes a search party to find his love, Sandrina. So now the next scene, which is the end of Act Two, (laughs) it's only going to get weirder. It's supposed to take place. Is there a musical highlight from Act Two? Oh, man. Just looking Um, at to cut some of this craziness with well, some beautiful it starts, music. Well, this next scene starts with Sandrina completely frightened, and she sings this aria called Crudelli Fermata, where she's like, cruel world, I'm frightened. <laughs> Let's Goodbye. listen to a little bit of that. Goodbye, yeah. cruel world. Cruel world. <laughs> is said to take place in a deserted, mountainous spot. <laughs> You're right there? Well, at least amongst all of the craziness, there's some pleasurable music. <laughs> there, it is true. really pleasurable Very music. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's Mozart. Yeah. Even at 18, he kind of knew what he was doing. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Like, think about an 18-year-old. No offense to any 18-year-old that's listening, but... When you think about an 18-year-old, you're like somebody that is like just figuring out how to live, like figure out how to be an adult. But I feel like in Mozart time, 18-year-olds were... <laughs> you're a man grown. Flash in a pan. As they say in Game of Thrones. You're halfway to the grave. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're Mozart, yeah. yeah. 
All right, oh man, that so, was his midlife. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's depressing. Yeah. But moving on, final act. Okay. Of so this nonsense. The Podesta has called everyone to go and search for the missing Sandrina. Mm-hmm. And so the parties are composed of the Count and Nardo, Arminda, Serpetta, and the Podesta, and they're all like wandering around in the darkness looking for her. And the Count thinks Serpetta is Zandrina, so he mistakes her. Mm-hmm. And then. Kills her? No. <laughs> basically, like, <laughs> tries to put moves oh. on her. Oh, it's one or the other, I tell you. And then Nardo manages to find Zandrina by following the sound of her voice. And so all of the pairs end up getting, like, mismatched in the darkness, basically having little tete-a-tetes with the wrong person. Oh. And tete-a-tete. then Belfiore and Sandrina tend to find each other, and they go absolutely crazy. They go insane, and they start saying that they are Greek gods, Medusa and Alchides, Alchide, and that they are astonished by all the forest nymphs dancing around them. And the two of them begin to dance as if they are Greek gods. And I believe that somewhere in there, Belfiore gets eaten by a giant giant Venus flytrap. In the Salzburg production. In the Salzburg production. Not in the opera, but just like as part of the plot, he gets eaten by this Venus flytrap. So how does all this weirdness resolve? Okay, so in Act 3, it resolves. Quick question. Yeah. Do we know... Whether or not Mozart ever, like, dabbled into any drugs. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, but, like, we don't have any records of that. Hmm. Let's say yes. I just mean, this is a little, I mean, not that you have to be on drugs to come up with this stuff, but Mm. it wouldn't hurt. I mean, he was working from a libretto. He wasn't. Oh, that's fair. Right. He wasn't making up the story. You're right. Silly me. All right, so in Act 3, Sandrina and Belfiore are still in a crazy state believe that they are classical Greek gods and Nardo is they're basically like running after Nardo and he tries to distract them by pointing up to the sky and so apparently there's a whole musical number where he's like look at the sky (laughs) and they become entranced by this and so Nardo is able to escape and then (laughs) what? So then Arminda, Ramiro, and the Podesta then come on stage. And Arminda is begging her uncle for permission to marry the Count. And, well, Ramiro, Ima Marie, Ramiro is like, no, make her marry me instead. So they're arguing about that. And then he basically says, you both can do what you want. Uh, just leave me alone. So Arminda leaves, Ramiro's upset, and he has this like rage aria where he swears that he will never love another and that he'll die in misery far away from Arminda. So we should listen to that because it's like the most angry that he gets. Okay. Vapure ad altri in braccio. Thank <laughs> you. 
last scene. That's enough, emo Ramiro. <laughs> right. I'm tired of your emo. So in the last scene, it all gets resolved magically. How? The Count Belfiore and Sandrina <laughs> How does it happen? awaken from a slumber, and they are no longer mad or crazy. Belfiore makes a final appeal to Sandrina, and I actually remember this in the Salzburg production. They both sleep in like a garden shed, and they wake up, walk out as if it's like their house. Huh. But anyway, Belfiore he wakes up and he appeals to Sandrina. One more time, and she admits to him finally that she is Violanta, but claims that she does not love him anymore. Nice. The Count is saddened, Belfiore, but he agrees to leave her. And then... Comes back to They basically start Mm -hmm. walking away from each other, but then after like two minutes, they turn around and like run into each other's arms again. (laughs) No! (laughs) He killed you! Trying to. I know. It's that and a, that's never explained. Girl, you're in danger. Uh, you should run. This is like Berlioz crazy. How mm. could she ever have a sound night of sleep again? Seriously, in her life? right? That dude's gonna stab you in to your dull sleep. To dull all the knives in the house. Oh, like that would stop him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's a crazed. Well, he obviously wasn't murderer. very good at murdering. That's since true. He didn't Maybe kill she's like, well, time. he sucks at it. He so. couldn't do it the first time. What makes me think he could do it a second time? <laughs> I know all his tricks. So wow. then, Gross. there's more. Yes, so they run into each other's arms. And then magically, Arminda decides, well, since Belfiore clearly doesn't love me, I'm just going to go back to Ramiro. So Ramiro's obviously happy. Oh, poor Ramiro. And I also remember from that Salzburg production, Ramiro is dressed like a biker dude. It's yep. hilarious. <laughs> okay, and then Serpetta. Emo, emo biker dude. Yeah. yeah, an emo biker dude with like a really skinny. Soul Patch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so... Who, you, is it a singer that we would know? Or uh, her name's Roxana Denos. She, huh. I mean, she's great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Arminda returns to Ramiro, and then Serpetta is like, hey, you know what? Nardo ain't so bad. So she decides to get together with Nardo, seeing as he's pursued her this whole opera. And then the Podesta is left alone on stage, and he accepts his fate... You know, I am alone. I accept it. And he says, well, maybe I will find myself another pretty little Sandrina. And that there's this big finale where, like, everybody's happy and he accepts his lonely state. And that's Viva por la Jardiniera. And that is how the whole opera ends. It's just, I guess there's probably an unwritten epilogue at, like, the funeral of Sandrina because he finally figured out how to murder her. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like... And this is not the only opera written on this particular story. Seriously? Yeah. So, uh, Pasquale and Fossi also wrote a version of La Finta Giorniera. When you watch the opera, do you feel, like, a little bit worn out when it's over? Because I, like, I feel like even just hearing about the plot, like... It is exhausting. It is a little exhausting. Yeah. But that's why a wacky production makes it more bearable, because you're like, okay. And they do a lot of ingenious things in it like they have scenes where a lot of the dancers are garden statues and they like mm-hmm. come to life and dance around That's and cool. there's a really so creepy they, scene like... where like the podesta on one of his sexual assault escapades on sandrina he like traps her in a gazebo in the hardware uh. store and it's like Wah. so how do they like who does the 
Podesta, is he like the manager of the store? Yeah, he's yeah. the uh, he's the home hardware manager. What about and everyone else works there except for Arminda and Belfiore? Yeah, what yeah. about Belfiore? Is he just like shopping at the hardware store? Well, no, he's there because the Podesta's niece Arminda is his new fiance. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's he's why just he shows up, his and then yeah. he sees Sandrina, who is done up in like uh, 18th century Baroque costume, huge wig, big full skirt. And then she's wearing like a yellow, um, like Home Depot. Can I help you? Vest and like a hat <laughs> as her disguise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's supposed to be like a blatantly terrible disguise. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So it's something and like, I recommend checking he's out. He's also in like 18th century garb, Count Belfiore. But no one else is. But no one else is. Like Arminda is. Well, Ramir, or Nardo, Nardo's like half and half. Mm-hmm. But Serpetta is 100% modern. The mm-hmm. Podesta is modern. And Ramiro's modern. A modern and Arminda. biker man. Did you and already Arminda. say who's the, who's the production by? I can't remember the designer, but it's... It's the Salzburg Festival. The 2006 yeah. Salzburg Festival, because that was, like, a big year with Mozart. And so mm-hmm. they for the festival, they produced every single one of Mozart's operas ever written. And the, you can oh. buy, like, the whole box set. And so yeah. right from the really earliest ones, like Bastien and Bastien, and some of the nice. other really early ones, like well, Mitridate Re de Ponto. And if you're doing that many Mozart operas, you really got to mix up your, your production style. The singers are... Really good. Amazing. They're really good. Yeah. Excellent. Highly recommend. But that's the bare bones of Finta Jardiniera. If you're interested, check it out. Lots of great music. Hopefully we've, you know, tweaked your interest to go check it out. How would you rank it as far as, you know, Mozart's output? I think it's great. A rank? Uh, Top 50%? Well, my... My my rankings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Figaro is number is one. Number one. Mm-hmm. And then Cozy. Don't look at me. This is my thing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Shame. Shame. No, go on. Giovanni. That was just to appease Naomi. And then I think this. Yeah? Really? Could number I, four? What about Magic Flute? I really hate yeah. the Magic Flute. Uh, what about La Fuenza de Tito? Boring. Oh. What about Abduction from Australia? Where the Metzos. Okay. And uh, racist. Good point. <laughs> Both excellent points. Everyone's a little bit racist mm-hmm. sometimes. I really do think this is up there. Like, I think it's much more interesting than Mitridate or anything he wrote, like, Eat before he turned 20. Hmm. By far and away. So yeah. Isn't it like the grandest of the operas? Idomeneo? Opera Seria. Yeah. It's a big opera seria. It's boring. Oh. It was his first major hit. Like he produced this at eighteen and composed it, but it didn't mm-hmm. really take off. Gotcha. So But it's fun. And yeah. I really like the music. I think and it's, there you go. Yeah, I think it's really fun. The music is amazing. And I do think that especially if you like Figaro, this is in the vein of Figaro. Yeah. Figaro so, Junior. Yeah, Figaro kind of, Junior. Yeah. Figaro yeah. Light. So I would agree with Elspeth that it's really high up there, I think. Wow. Top five? Totally nonsensical, but... Yeah, top five. The music is a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. What should we play out to? Anything in particular we'll that we haven't listened to? We'll find something exciting. Finale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the meantime, right. please find us on social media. Mm-hmm. Give us a like. And mm-hmm. if you really want to do something kind, 
go on iTunes or wherever you're listening from mm-hmm. and leave a review. We would love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. We'll read it together. We'll yep, get the warm very, fuzzies. Yeah, it'll be a great time we'll for everyone. We'll give you a shout out. Mm-hmm. We will. By the way, shout out to Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for the wonderful review. We really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Warms our hearts. It does. In any case, this is Opera After Dark. I'm Kyle. I'm Naomi. And I'm Elspeth. Thanks for listening. Bye. Fucking smeaton. <laughs> smeaton? Meaton. Smeaton. Smeaton, you serve no purpose. You fuck everything up, Smeaton. <laughs> so I noble. Love you. <laughs> He's gonna save the day, but he ruins it. But you yeah. do feel bad for him at the end. Not really. A li- I mean Does he die? Yeah. Oh, he dies with her, right? Something like that, or he just looks like really haggard right before she dies. But I think it's assumed <laughs> he's just like super bummed. I thought that he gets also sentenced to death, but yeah. maybe I'm mistaking like history with the opera. No. I thought well, that he like voluntarily opera. is like, well, if she's gonna die, I would like to die with her. Yeah, uh, I also couldn't really be making that up. I think in the opera he gets sentenced to death. Yeah. Is it really smitten? I think it's. I have no idea. How to pronounce well, in it. English, Smiton. it's in English. Smeaton. Oh, right. it is Smeaton. Uh, That's what I thought. Smeaton. But in <laughs> I don't Italian how or in French, I don't know. Like, uh, in Italian, it'd be Smeaton. Yeah. Wouldn't it? I guess or, so. Yeah, something like that. Smeaton. Well, that was a little French. Smeaton. Smeaton.